And we are back. We are here for episode 22 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast. I'm your host, Robert Massey. I am so stoked that you have decided to take some time to listen to us today. Thank you for doing that. Today on the podcast, we are talking all about landscape photography and how you can create those dreamies, amazing, stupendous, incredible landscape photos we, or at least I anyway, drool at over on Instagram and in galleries all around the world. Landscape photography is an interesting monster. As adventurers, we are often in beautiful places with amazing landscapes all around us. But then how do we translate those beautiful places into beautiful images? Well, that is what we are talking about today. But first, a quick little word about the business behind this podcast. The Travel and Adventure Photography School is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography. That's the photography business of me, your host. If you love beautiful photos of some of the most amazing places in the world, then you are looking in the right place. The art we create at Robert Massey Photography is done in some of the most amazing places in the world, and you can own a print for yourself. By buying an art print from myself, you get a fabulous piece of art and you help to support this very show. You can get your own high quality handcrafted art print from robertmasseyphotography.ca. This helps us keep the Travel and Adventure Photography School running smoothly and churning out high quality educational content just for you. All right, now on to our show all about landscape photography. Taking pictures of landscapes may seem pretty simple when you are surrounded by as much natural beauty as we adventurers tend to be. And it can be. Just pull out your camera and take a photo of the landscape. Boom! Instant landscape photography. But what if you wanted to create a great piece of art from the landscape in front of you? A true masterpiece of light, movement, and natural beauty. To create a wall-worthy photo takes patience, planning, and persistence. It goes well beyond just pulling out your phone and snapping a photo. Firstly, you need your fundamental photography skills on point. You need to know your exposure triangle, how everything works together, and the basics of composition. That's your most fundamental starting point right there. If you don't know this yet, step a few episodes back in this podcast and go listen to our Fundamentals of Photography series. That will get you up to speed pretty quickly. And don't worry, we'll be right here waiting for you when you get back. So, you have your fundamentals down. What do we do now? Well, that's what today is about. We're going to give you 10 tips that will move the needle on your landscape photography. So let's get going. Tip number one, plan your shot. Frequently, we are going to be hiking in midday when the light is high and the shadows are heavy. This typically does not make for great landscape photos. The world is just too contrasty and bland looking, and it just doesn't translate well in an image. So instead of just always hiking in the middle of the day, pick a place that you want to create amazing photos and plan for when and where the sun will be. There are many apps that tell you approximate locations of the sun from certain vantage points and at what time of day it will be there, like Sun Surveyor, and when things like Golden Hour Sunset and Blue Hour are. And you can use all of these pieces of information to plan your shot in advance and what type of shot you will want because Golden Hour will offer a different type of light than Sunset will and Sunset will offer a different type of light than Blue Hour. So make sure you know what type of photo you want and when you need to be there. There are a few ways you can plan in advance, and all of them will depend on the time you have. Way one is to plan virtually. This is the least time in the field intensive. You can pick spots that look amazing in other people's photos and plan to be in those locations at a certain point to catch golden hour or sunrise or whatever it is you are looking for in that landscape. Way two 
is to hike into an area and pre-scout it. This is my favorite for doing photos of people as I can take time to plan where I will do what shots before having my subjects in front of me. The same principle can be applied to landscape photography as well and should always be applied to nighttime photography because you will have the chance to explore that area and not necessarily the best light, but you'll have a lot of time to just wander around and see what is out there. So this is a very time intensive as you will be in the field wandering for hours, likely looking at all sorts of things, but it can lead to some of the most amazing photographs. Way number three is to plan to do your exploration and mark off spots that you think would look amazing at golden hour and then head back through them when the light is right. So basically you're going to go out for a hike at the beginning of midday or something like that. And then you're going to hike up to a top and you're going to go back to spots that you've seen along the way and shoot them during golden hour and sunset and blue hour on your way back down for wherever you're exploring. Now this can be very difficult as you need to time your shots just right and know exactly how long you have to get back to a location before the light moves away. But it's a great way to be able to scout a location and shoot images on the same day. So that's three ways to plan in advance. There's lots of other ways to do it as well. Do what works for you in your planning. And planning in advance can really lead to the best images for landscape photography. All right, tip number two, shoot at the magic hour. We've talked about this before, but the golden hour can offer some of the most amazing light. The world takes on a soft magical glow. This is when you can truly create stunning landscape images. Make sure you get to your location before golden hour begins though, as light changes minute by minute or second by second, and you could miss the best lighting if you were just setting up your gear as it starts to roll over the landscape. This doesn't mean you can't shoot landscapes in the middle of the day, but your best bet for the best lighting and amazing landscape images is going to be there during the golden hour and sunset sunrise and sometimes the blue hour. So really try to be there for that magic hour and make sure you're there on time. Tip number three, don't give up. If you've gone to all the work of planning and getting to a location, don't give up just because the light doesn't look perfect or because it looks like you won't get a certain sunset or sunrise. Light and landscapes are fickle, fickle things. And one break in the clouds or one little movement of the earth as it turns can change the way that light hits a peak or lights up the sky. So often I've been in locations where it looked like the sunset was going to be a dud only to have the most amazing colors 10 minutes after the sun had officially set. So be patient and wait for your opportunity. Too often, I have seen other photographers pack up and go home when it's cloudy or when golden hour doesn't hit or anything like that. And then only to see that landscape just light up and do amazing things. So have patience and wait it out. And honestly, since you're there anyway and you've done all that work, make the most of what is in front of you and expand your creative eye. Look for what amazing images are there. You are in some of the most spectacular landscapes in the world. You can make something out of that, even if you don't get that beautiful golden glow or super beautiful sunrise or sunset. All right, tip number four, shoot with a low ESO. To get the best sharpness and the least noise, shoot with a low ESO. High ESO not only causes a lot more noise in an image, but it can also cause your image to have less clarity, meaning the photo won't look quite as sharp. So using a low ESO and a mid to high aperture means you likely will need to shoot on a tripod due to lower shutter speeds, but that's totally okay. A lot of landscape photography is shot on tripods. It's the only way to get some of the photos that we do. All right, moving on to tip number five, decide what type of landscape photo you want. 
People often talk about shooting your landscape photos at f8 or f11, and that can be fine if you want most of the image to appear to be in focus. But it can also mean all landscape photos start to look the same. So instead of just putting your camera to f8 and forgetting about it, use the aperture to your advantage. Are there foreground elements in the photo that you want to be more in focus than other? Are there foreground elements you want to be out of focus? Then you can drop your aperture and you can try doing some landscape photography at f4 or even like f2.8 and seeing what the results are like. Because you can really create something that is unique and different than what other people have been creating. So it's well worth thinking about how you want your images to look and using that aperture to your advantage. All right, going on to tip number six, focus stacking. To get the best results from your landscape photos, try focus stacking. You will need a camera that you can set the focus yourself by manually moving a focus ring, and you will need a program like Photoshop or Affinity Photo to make this happen in post. Focus stacking is when you take a multitude of photos with all the same settings and composition, but change the focus distance on your lens manually, starting close to your camera and moving out into infinity. You'll end up with many photos of the same subject with slightly different focal planes. Now, when you get home, upload your images into a photo editor that can do focus stacking and select your images. The computer will then stitch an image that will appear sharp across the whole frame by using the sharpest part of each photo that you have uploaded. It can take some dedication to get this right, but it is so well worth the effect. Tip number seven, filters. Use filters to enhance your photography. Polarizing filters help enhance colors and reduce glare. They're particularly helpful when shooting scenes that include water, sky, and lots of reflections. Now, they typically come as circular polarizers that you can adjust depending on the scene in front of you just by turning the filter. Other filters to think about include graduated neutral density filters and neutral density filters. A graduated neutral density filter is a filter that goes from dark and gradually moves to being clear. Filters like this can help you balance out really bright skies and really dark landscapes, allowing you to more easily and properly expose the scene. Neutral density filters are fully dark filters that cut the amount of light reaching your sensor. This allows you to do things like increasing your shutter speed to cause water or clouds to smooth out, and these are what enable you to get minute-long exposures at sunset where the clouds and the water look blurry and moving and very cool. Neutral density filters come in a variety of different formats. You can get them in squares that go in a filter holder on the front of your lens, or you can get them that screw directly onto the front of the lens in circular format, or you can even get ones that drop in behind the lens between the camera and the lens itself. They are the only way to get some of those really long drawn out exposures that we see. Tip number eight, change your angles. Get low to the ground and shoot out across the water or get up high and show a drone's eye view of a place. Changing from eye view and what people see every single day to something totally different can really help you to create an image that stands out in your viewer's mind. It can also really set you apart from the thousands of other photos that are shot at some really popular locations. All right, going on to tip number nine, don't just think wide. Wide-angle lenses are the standard in landscape photography, and they are amazing. You will need a good wide-angle lens to truly appreciate landscapes and to truly take great landscape photography. But don't just get lost in shooting wide. Telephoto lenses can cause some really amazing effects to a landscape, including 
compression and showing off unique tiny details. So the next time you head out shooting a landscape, don't just leave that telephoto at home, bring it with you and you may be able to create some truly special images that other people haven't taken. All right, tip number 10, this should be pretty obvious, get out there. Some great landscapes will happen just outside your door. Others, you're going to need to drive to, and then hike for four hours, and then wait for the light, and then hike back out for another four hours, and then drive home. And others will take even more dedication than that. Truly amazing landscapes are all around us. But to create a diverse collection and to see some places that other people can't easily see, you're going to need to be ready to be out in the world for hours on end. Because it's really not that hard to drive up to a parking lot, walk two minutes out of your vehicle and go take a look at some waterfalls. But it's a lot harder for people to dedicate 8, 12, 16 hours to go on a hike into a valley to see a waterfall. Those are the ones people really love because it's not a spot they can get into. So you need to get out there and see this world. But you're listening to a podcast about travel and adventure photography, so I'm thinking you must be pretty stoked to get out into our big, beautiful world. All right, that's our 10 tips for landscape photography. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've got any ideas for things you would like to learn, send me a message. I love talking about photography and I want to teach people what they want to know. So if you have a specific request, send it on in. I'm sure you'll get yourself an episode. You can send us a message on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School, on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School, or you can check us out on our website at travelandadventurephotographyschool.com. Now get out there and create some amazing landscape photos and send a few of them my way by tagging us. I'd love to see the work that you're doing. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Let's adventure soon. Bye for now.